Welcome everyone to The Simple Word. Today we are going to talk about the redemption of mankind. In this series, we'll be talking about the identity of God and our identity. And in this concluding episode, we're going to talk about the redemption work of Christ, the restored our identity. And I want us to go to Genesis chapter 3 because in here we see the beginning of our redemption. So turn with me to Genesis 3.15 and see what God said. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. In that verse, God speaks about the future of both the enemy and our future. How when Jesus will come, who is the seed? He will come and restore us. He will come and restore everything that Adam lost. And all that was accomplished by the cross. That's why studying the cross is such a beautiful thing. There's a lot of things that are around the cross and all that it means. For today, I want to focus on post-cross, on how the impact of the cross impacts our lives. So for that, I want us to go to John chapter 3. And in John chapter 3, we see a discussion between Jesus and Nicodemus. And I believe in this discussion, there's really a lot for us to really glean from. So go to John chapter 3 from verse 4 to verse 8. This is what he says. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born of water and, and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. There's so much in there that I don't know if I can get all, all of it in this, session, in this episode, but I'll do the best that I can. In that little excerpt that we read, Jesus is trying to explain to Nicodemus what being born again is. And for you to truly understand that, you must understand that man is a triune being. We are spirit, soul, and body. When Adam fell, his spirit died. Because God said, the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely, you shall surely die. Well, Adam went on to live for 900 years. So obviously God did not mean physical death. He meant spiritual death. And what spiritual death is, it's separation from God. So what God is telling Adam, the day that you eat of that fruit, you will be separated from me. And I am life. And when you're separated from life, you automatically join the death. That's what God told Adam. The day you eat of this fruit, you shall be separated from life, you shall be joined to death. Separated from life, joined to death. And that's what we, Jesus is trying to explain to Nicodemus. Your, born, your spirit is what's born again. And look at the example that he gives him. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it. But cannot tell where it comes from. And where it goes. You see the effects of the wind. But you don't see it physically. You don't see the actual wind. You just see its impact. And when you get born again. Your spirit is born again. You see the impact of it. But you don't actually see your spirit. So back to the spirit, soul, and body. 
We are spirit being. We possess a soul which is made up of our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a physical body. The day that you get born again, like I've said, your spirit is made righteous. Your spirit is made perfect. And your soul is being perfected by the renewing of your mind. And your physical body will be made perfect when Christ comes or you go to Him. That's the work of, that's the complete work of the cross. Right now, we experience a partial salvation. And what I mean by that is our spirit is made perfect, instantly saved, instantly made whole, instantly made perfect. But our soul, we're in this journey where our soul is being perfected by the word and our bodies will be made perfect. That's why I said partial salvation. We're going to experience full salvation when we go to heaven or Christ comes back. I hope that makes sense. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't confuse anybody. So let's continue. Jesus is trying to explain to Nicodemus, your spirit is what saved. And Nicodemus is like, what? And this is an interesting thing. A lot of believers live like that. A lot of believers do not know that they are spirit being. So they live like they are fleshy animals. And so they live by the flesh. But when you understand that you're a spirit being first, then you understand that the day that you got born again, you became one with the Lord. And that's what John, the book of 1 John explains. You become one with the Lord. And with that understanding, it leads me, next, it leads me perfectly into my next verse. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. This is what it says. Therefore, beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. The phrase I want to focus on is work out your own salvation. Work out your own salvation from your spirit into your soul, into your body. So your spirit is made perfect instantly. Your soul, like I said, is made perfected. And your body, until you get your perfected body, you bring it under subjection. And that's what Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 9.27. I bring my body under so that I might not be disqualified for the race. I paraphrase that. That's not word for word. But the point is, he brings his body under subjection until he gets the perfect body. So understanding that you're a spirit being and understanding that it's you made perfect already the day you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, in, you give yourself grace when you fall because you know you're not your body. You know you're still a work in progress. You know you're not, you're not there yet. And I've heard this phrase, already not yet. I'm already perfect, but not yet perfect. Not all the way through because it's a, the soul takes time to get there and when we get to heaven it's going to be complete so the work of the cross is this and if you remember how we started in this series I talked about how for us to know who we are we must know who God is the day that Adam fell we lost that connection with Holy Spirit who will reveal to us who God is. And that's what Jesus, remember, if you read the book of John, Jesus kept on promising and telling us, I'm, someone else is coming after me. He's going to tell you, he's going to reveal to you what I revealed to him. And he will show you my father. He will show you this. He will do this. He was talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. 
So when Jesus left, he gave us the Holy Spirit. And the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to reveal to us who our Father is. Because that's what we lost. We lost that intimacy in the garden when Adam fell. And now, because of the Holy Spirit and because of the work of the cross, we have Holy Spirit back. And now he can tell us who God is. And in turn, who we are. It's kind of like it's come back full circle. God created us and in the garden we had that relationship. He was beginning to reveal himself to us. To Adam and Eve. And then they fell. And then we were separated from him. And Jesus came years later and boom. Restored us back to our relationship. And so we can continue now to learn of God. Look at John 17, 3. This is what it says. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That is eternal life, knowing God and Jesus Christ, whom God sent. And that word know is the Hebrew word ginosko. No, I'm sorry, Greek word ginosko. It means intimacy. It means to be. It's pretty much whenever you see in the New Testament and someone knew his wife, it's that word, no. It can mean sex. Because it's very it's a very intimate word. And so when he says, and this is eternal life, that you may become intimate with you, God. That we may know him. That's what was lost. And so... When God says, I am who I am, He's the only one who can tell us who we are. He's the only one who can look at us and tell us, you are my son. You are my daughter. But you have to know Him and be intimate with Him for you to know that. Because nobody else can tell you that. I can teach it to you, but the Holy Spirit has to reveal this thing to you for you to really grasp it, for you to really impact your life. He has to reveal it to you. That's why it's very critical and very crucial for you to spend time with Him. For you to know Him. And I, I really hope this series has really elevated the importance of being intimate with Him. Because I can't tell you who He is. He has to tell you who He is. And I can't tell you who you are. He has to tell you who you are. Because remember, He's our Creator. He knows us better than anybody. Because He created us. He knows us. And so I really pray that this series will impact how you see God and how you pursue Him. I pray that you'll pursue Him as a Father. I pray that you'll pursue Him as your protector. I pray that you'll pursue Him as someone who loves you. And as someone who can, you can get stuff out of. Because if you're only going to God to get stuff from Him, completely missing the picture. But if you're going for Him as a lover, as a friend, as a father, then you're really going to get your life turned around. Because now you're going after His heart. If you're only going for what you can get, you're only going for His hand. But when you get His heart, you have Him. Please share this teaching and comment on these teachings. And I pray that you will uh, have a good day or night. Goodbye.